You're listening to the RPC Sermons Podcast. You can join us for virtual worship every Sunday at roswellpress.org. Thanks for listening. Friends, if you have been here worshiping with us this summer, you know that we have our summer series called The Incredibles of Faith, and we are looking at some of the superheroes of faith in Scripture. And this morning, we are going to be looking at what we're calling the Fire Trio. You've probably heard of them, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. But before we read our Scripture, let us go to God in prayer. Let us pray. Holy God. We pause in this moment and pray sincerely that you would open us to hear your word, to hear your word and to follow where you're leading us. Help us to be faithful just as you are so very faithful to us. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So we'll be reading from the book of Daniel, chapter 3, and we're going to start at verse 8. And I know in your order of worship it says we're going to read um, through 27, but we're actually going to tack on the last three verses and read through 30. Listen now for the word of our Lord. Accordingly, at this same time, certain Chaldeans came forward and denounced the Jews. They said to King Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. You, O king, have made a decree that everyone who hears the sound of the horn, pipe, lyre, trigen, harp, drum, and the entire musical ensemble shall fall down and worship the golden statue. And whoever does not fall down and worship shall be thrown into a furnace of blazing fire. There are certain Jews whom you have appointed over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These pay no heed to you, O king. They do not serve your gods, and they do not worship the golden statue that you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar, in a furious rage, commanded that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be brought in. So they brought those men before the king. Nebuchadnezzar said to them, Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods and you do not worship the golden statue that I have set up? Now if you are ready, when you hear the sound of the horn, pipe, lyre, trigen, harp, drum, and entire musical ensemble to fall down and worship the statue that I have made, well and good. But if you do not worship, you shall immediately be thrown into a furnace of blazing fire. And who is the God that will deliver you out of my hands? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to present a defense to you in this matter. If our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the furnace of blazing fire and out of your hand, O king, let him deliver us. But if not, be it known to you, O king, that we will not serve your gods and we will not worship the golden statue that you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar was so filled with rage against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego that his face was distorted. He ordered the furnace heated up seven times more than was customary and ordered some of the strongest guards in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and to throw them into the furnace of blazing fire. So the men were bound, still wearing their tunics, their trousers, their hats, and other garments, 
and they were thrown into the furnace of blazing fire. Because the king's command was urgent and the furnace was so overheated, the raging flames killed the men who lifted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. But the three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down bound into the furnace of blazing fire. Then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished and rose up quickly. He said to his counselors, was it not three men that we threw bound into the fire? They answered the king, true, O king. He replied, but I see four men unbound walking in the middle of the fire and they are not hurt and the fourth has the appearance of a god. Nebuchadnezzar then approached the door of the furnace of blazing fire and said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out, come here. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out from the fire. And the satraps, the prefects, the governors, and the king's counselors gathered together and saw that the fire had not had any power over the bodies of those men. Not even a hair on their head was singed. Their tunics were not harmed and not even the smell of fire came from them. Nebuchadnezzar said, blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and delivered his servants who trusted him. They disobeyed the king's command and yielded up their bodies rather than serve and worship any God except their own God. Therefore, I make a decree, any people, nation, or language that utters blasphemy against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be torn from limb to limb and their houses laid in ruins, for there is no other God who is able to deliver in this way. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to the province of Babylon. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Names are important. My sister is pregnant and she and her husband are deep into the throes of coming up with a name. And like any good older sister, I have given her all of my thoughts on which names would be good or not good, whether she asked or not. Names, especially when you're giving them to a child, you've got to think about they're gonna to have to live with this forever. Is it a name they can be proud of? And I mean, we're in the South, so you've got to consider the monogram. Will the letters look good together? Her husband loves to fish, so he thought Fisher would be a good name. Their last name is Price. He also thought this would be so good because all of the toys would already have his name on them, Fisher Price. My sister was not for that. And we're big on family names and Fisher's not a family name. In fact, my name is full of family names. My name is a mouthful. It's Carrie Broach Waller Weatherford. I'm named Carrie after my mom's mom, Carrie Louise, who I affectionately call my mama Louise. Brooch is my dad's mom's maiden name. Waller is my dad's surname. And Weatherford is the name and legacy I received through marriage. My husband's family that I've learned so much about and admire. A name I'm proud to pass along to my sons. 
and they are named for family members who've left a great legacy as well. And I tell my children often the story of their names and who they're named after. I want them to remember that they're part of something bigger. So after reading this passage, I had some more names for my sister. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Or if it's a girl, I'm thinking Shadra, Misha, or Abby. And then we can tell them the story of, of Daniel and how incredible these, these heroes of faith were. I haven't mentioned those to her yet, so we'll see. We'll see what she thinks. But it turns out these three men, their names have deeper meanings and truly foreshadow the men they would become. And they certainly leave an incredible legacy. We'll get into their names in just a little bit. But let's look at this scene that we just read in Scripture. We've got a conflict in the king's court in Babylon. King Nebuchadnezzar, I'm not going to offer Nebuchadnezzar to her. I feel like he'll just get made fun of if it's a boy. So Nebuchadnezzar was a Chaldean, and he had erected a golden statue for all in his kingdom to worship. Now, Chaldeans are best known as astrologers, but it's also said that they practiced witchcraft. They came from southern Mesopotamia and did not worship the God of Israel. Daniel, a Jewish leader in the kingdom, had appointed Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who were also faithful Jews, to be officials for the king in Babylon. So at the time when the horns blared and the whole musical ensemble uh, saying Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did not fall down and worship as decreed by Nebuchadnezzar. Now, whether or not the other Chaldeans were jealous of these men and their appointments in the kingdom, or just mad that they were not worshiping the statue as they were told, either way, they quickly threw these three men under the bus. So when they saw that they didn't bow down, They came to Nebuchadnezzar. This is what they said. They did not fall down. So Nebuchadnezzar, we know, called the three men in. And here's the part that I think is the most important, well, the two most important verses of the passage, 16 through 18. This is what they said to Nebuchadnezzar. O Nebuchadnezzar, We have no need to present a defense to you in this matter. If our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the furnace of the blazing fire and out of your hand, O king, let him deliver us. But if not, be it known to you, O king, that we will not serve your gods and we will not worship the golden statue that you have set up. They could have avoided this entire situation by just bowing down. That would have been the easy way out. They could have justified this by saying that they would have bowed down to avoid death, but surely God would know their hearts. To be totally honest, this is the part of the passage that convicts me the most. How many times have I not spoken up when there is an injustice or spoken out in faith? because maybe a confrontation would be uncomfortable and it would just be easier not to say something. I've done that more times than I'd like to admit. 
But these men, they're focused only on one God, their God, and on their responsibility as followers of God. I mean, here they are. They are defying their boss's boss publicly, and they're going to be brutally murdered. I can only imagine that this would not only have been uncomfortable, but extremely terrifying. But they don't try to argue themselves out of the furnace. They step out in faith. They do not deny their faith. They stand strong in it. And they acknowledge that if it's God's will to deliver them from it, they trust God. And if not, they still trust and honor God. Here we see that following God is not easy. Being faithful can be countercultural, hard, or scary. Their faith did not call them out of the fiery furnace, but rather into it. Their faith called them into what could very much be described as a hell on earth. Living a life of faith doesn't mean you're exempt from challenges and obstacles and facing fires of your own. Rather, being faithful means you're relying on God and trusting God no matter the circumstance. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did this. They put God first before themselves, before their jobs, before their boss. They had their priorities straight. And no matter the situation, God was first. Putting God first didn't keep them out of the fire but their faith and trust in God carried them through the fire. And in this case, God did deliver them from it. We see in our scripture that there was a fourth being seen with them in the furnace walking around. And in scripture, it's described as an angel of the Lord. Remember, this fire was so hot that even the men that threw them in did not survive. So to see these three walking around in a fourth person was beyond astonishing. And that's where Nebuchadnezzar goes to the door of the furnace and says, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out here. And so they did come out from the fire. These men are truly heroes of faith, not because they were the smartest or strongest, but because they trusted God, knowing that it was not them who was in control, but God. Their names, as I said earlier, are interesting. Shadrach means royal and tender. And in our story, he didn't go on the defense against the king, but along with the others answered that they all served their God and would not be deterred. He knows who the true royalty is and didn't have to be the toughest to win. Meshach means guest of a king. Here we have this Jewish man who's now qualified to stand before King Nebuchadnezzar as his personal attendant and advisor. But of course, it was his position with the king that got him called out by the Chaldeans for not worshiping that statue. And perhaps more, most interestingly is Abednego, which means servant of light. According to many, the Nego is an intentional corruption of Nebo, a name of a Babylonian god, arising from the desire of the Hebrew scribes to avoid giving a heathen name to a hero of their faith. 
but he lives up to his name in our passage today, Abednego. A Jewish leader in Babylon was a servant of the true light, God. And he never lost sight of who he served, even if it cost him his life. And he actually ended up shining a light toward God, pointing others toward the power of God. I particularly love this because his life was not about him being the light, but about pointing to the light and serving the light. God calls each one of us to live out our lives pointing to him so that others might see and know the good news of our loving God. We don't have to be the best or the brightest, the smartest or the strongest. We must be just willing to step out in faith, putting God first in all that we do. And again, this doesn't mean that we won't face hard times. I am, I am certain that each one of us has faced fires of our own, or maybe you are in the midst of a fire right now. We live in a broken world. We might be facing fiery furnaces that look like illnesses or heartbreaking diagnoses, losing loved ones, job insecurity, broken relationships, addiction, anxiety, depression. These can be devastating and terrifying places to be. But God has been clear. God has promised that God will be with us every step of the way, whether we're in a fire or not, so we can step out in faith and have hope. And we are fortunate to read this story through the lens of knowing about the new covenant with God through Jesus Christ. Jesus faced the ultimate fiery furnace, betrayal by those he loved, unjustified persecution and death on a cross. He descended into hell, but he rose again. And in that act, redeemed and rescued us all with the promise of everlasting life reconciled with God. So no matter what we're facing, we can be confident that God is surely with us. This is the story. This is the story of redemption and rescue told through all of Scripture. And God is still in the redemption and rescuing business. Romans 8, 38 and 39 reminds us of this. For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. When we trust that truth, we begin to allow our faith to carry us both when we're one of the king's leaders and when we've been thrown into the furnace because God is faithful. Now, we could end there. In fact, we were supposed to end there. But I thought the ending of this passage was so important. There's a definite ripple effect when you live a faithful life. You know the ripple effect. You, you throw a stone into water, and the ripples go farther from that spot, continuing to spread the results of the action. The ripple effect is powerful. Look at what happened. Because these three were faithful, other people witnessed God at work. Even Nebuchadnezzar acknowledged that there was no other God able to deliver 
like the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And even Nebuchadnezzar called him the Most High God. The ripple effect of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego was powerful in Nebuchadnezzar's kingdom, and it's even rippling today. And it's my bet that you know someone that credits their faith walk to someone else, someone they learn the message of Jesus from, someone who modeled their faith through love, through their kindness, through forgiveness. Even when I look out here, I see so many of you that have impacted my faith because of the way you live your lives. I don't want you to doubt that no matter where you are, when you live a life of faith, God will use you as a vessel to share the good news of the rescue and deliverance that comes from Jesus. And you might be out there thinking, well, I don't feel like I'm doing a good job at living a faithful life. I want to tell you this, that living a life of faithfulness doesn't mean that you have to be perfect. It doesn't mean you have to have it together all the time. We certainly know it doesn't mean that you're not facing fires. But living a life of faith means that you're trusting God through it all. And when we mess up or we're in a hard place, we can remember that God is still in the redeeming business. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego stepped out in faith because they knew God was faithful. It was hard, it was terrifying, but God was with them every step of the way. Friends, we can step out in faith because God promises to be with us every step of the way, even in the fires. Let us trust in that truth and be bold in our faith so that we might point others to the light of our God. Let us pray. Holy and faithful God, we do thank you for promising to be with us always. Help us to be a people that are using our voices and our actions to point to your love and power and glory. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. You've been listening to the RPC Sermons Podcast. Please let us know you're here by visiting roswellpress.org and signing our digital friendship register. May the grace and love of God be with you today and throughout the rest of your week. Thanks for listening.